2: And welcome to CEO Coach this wonderful Monday morning, calling in from, let's see, the Redmond Bend area of Oregon, and I've got Nina Price with me, where we're on the road enjoying the wonders of central high country desert, Oregon. Today, we're going to talk about university degrees, what's best for you, your kids, entrepreneurs, startup employees, and we're keeping it real with Nina Price. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be here. I'm glad you're back. Um, We were talking a little bit today about university educations and whether or not it's worth the money, how it all comes together today. We talked about some of the advantages and so on and some of the disadvantages. You want to take it from there, Nina, and let's see what we can illuminate around how to get an education that works for you as somebody who's considering being an entrepreneur, somebody who is, or somebody who's hiring for those entrepreneurial startup employees. Well, I
4: pointed out to Jillian that both of us have gone to college, graduate school, and some of us have, well, we have kids who've done the same, and we have kids who haven't. And um, that makes us a bit unique because I think conventional wisdom says to parents that uh, kids should get a college education. And both of us feel pretty strongly that most, not all kids need
2: a college education. Okay, I would agree. Um we had talked a number uh, about a number of things usually if you've got a family with kids in college, it kind of tends that you know, all the kids will go off to college. Um, but you and I both had kind of the one of each type thing. I had three uh, and all three had very different college education experiences. Certainly in the late 90s or even mid 90s, there were moments of opportunity. I mean, even as early as the early 80s when Bill Gates did this, he dropped out of college and suddenly there was this big thing. Do you need a college degree to address the potential if you will of this next revolution beyond the industrial revolution now it was the information society it was a tech society and so on there were all kinds of names around it and certainly a number of very bright people did drop out of college to take advantage of the opportunities and to build that network and, uh, and foundation of the next sector beyond uh, just the um, industrial revolution. So certainly moments of revolution are times when maybe the university degree is not so applicable. My question would be, has that moment ended? And do you need the degrees that are still being offered uh, through standard universities? Or should you be seeking, if you will, your education in other places? And I'm of the mind that it's a mix. Um, sometimes one needs a university degree and sometimes one doesn't. Some of the advantages, Nina, of you know university degrees. Uh, you were talking about social what are the spaces around that? Well, it's the learning to live on
4: your own. Most 18-year-olds in the U.S. have lived at home. They're not used to cooking for themselves, washing their clothes, dealing with the stuff of life. And I think going away to school is a great way to learn that. Um, on the other hand, uh, you can live at home and go to school. Many people do that too. And especially right now, the cost of live, um, the cost of going to school, school has become so crazy. We see more and more kids saying what I want to do um, is going to cost me a whole lot to go to college and do I really need to spend that
2: money on college. So that would be one of the disadvantages, the cost burden either to the student or the parent or perhaps both of them. But debt is a significant issue and it's being part of the political discussion today as well, Um, and certainly something the educational uh, institutions are talking about. So socialization would be a positive, definitely, kind of the next stage beyond, I don't know, high school cliques and so on. Uh, Socialization is also about networking. I know that, for example, at Thunderbird, uh, Thunderbird is a uh, college in Arizona, that seems to have graduated arguably 80 or 90 percent of these people who are living lives as expats around the world and running the show for uh, international business. I'm amazed by how many people I see or meet uh, in, I don't know, everywhere from Southeast Asia and China to Australia to Europe, uh, Central as well as Western, uh, into Scandinavia and so on, South America. They're, they're all from Thunderbird. I'm amazed. And they do know
4: each
2: other. International business. That is correct. So, because they focus on that and they graduate those students and help them to be placed with other Thunderbird graduates, they have a very strong networking system. They do seem to know each other. They move from place to place with each other's assistance. And it is a very strong group. I don't know whether the education was that wonderful or the networking was that wonderful or it was the magic combination of both. But that one works.
4: Oh, then, same thing with going to Ivy League schools, Harvard Business School or undergraduate colleges in the Ivy League. Some people benefited tremendously from the contacts they made at Princeton or Yale or Harvard or wherever they went. Um, and then there were people like you who said, well, so what?
2: Yeah, um, I would say, again, it—it it is a mix, uh, you know, kind of a luck of the draw, if you will. Um, I came from a very, uh, you know, modest income family and also uh, – I didn't have the kind of mentorship, perhaps, that would have been required in order to take advantage of those networking opportunities. Or maybe one would say I was not quite so calculating. I went to college, I enjoyed friendships and so on, but I have not remained close to anyone that I went to college with. And I certainly didn't seek out those who came from financially highly qualified families who might have, I don't know, funded my first startup. These things were not on my mind when I went to school, and certainly it wasn't in an economic and social culture at the time when these things were being built. So there is a balance of advantage and disadvantage. Some people do very well, and others, even at uh, places like Harvard and Columbia and, uh, you know, Princeton and so on, may not do as well. Networking is an advantage, potentially. Socialization, certainly. Independence, certainly. And if you're going for, if you will, technical job training degrees, if you want to be a physician, an engineer, anything you need a license for, Nina, you said, uh, absolutely. So talk about some of the disadvantages beyond the cost, because that's what's on everybody's mind. Absolutely. Well, I think uh, the the education system isn't always
4: good for people with learning differences um nowadays we're seeing more and more and more kids coming diagnosed with learning differences and many kids just don't learn well in school
2: that makes good sense um i would agree with you and uh As we think about those things, you said they're diagnosed with learning differences. Perhaps we're beginning to understand that not everybody uh, thrives in the education space. There are a number of folks talking about uh, the education system being broken. Uh, Sugatra Mitra is talking about it not being broken, but rather being in very, very good order, but we simply don't need it anymore. And I would encourage everybody here to check out the YouTube video about the School in the Cloud by Sugatra Mitra. That's S-U-G-A-T-R-A, Sugatra and Mitra, M-I. P R A. One of the things I wanted to talk about in terms of that education system and the idea that we are failing our students and the students aren't learning and so on, I would agree, and I would say that teachers uh, in the education system are generally taught to replicate themselves, to teach students to become, if you will, teachers, those who can uh, parrot back or or feed back the same information that is fed to them. But as Sugatra points out in his uh, speech, it's a TED Talk that you'll be looking at if you go to YouTube to check that out. um, What Sugatra points out is that it is a system that works and we are teaching students things that they no longer need to know fascinating ideas around that. Um, the, the requirement for uh, understanding what you will need to know to become an entrepreneur or to work with an entrepreneur in a startup or even to serve the entrepreneurial community is probably significantly different than the courses being taught in established universities today. I would say a few are beginning to offer some courses Mm -hmm. in um, information that would be needed um, to, to run the world tomorrow. But by its very nature, it takes so long to codify that information that I think we have come to the crux where that process is no longer valid on the planet. Think about the volume of education that we had in, um, I don't know, the time of the, the you know, Greek empire. It took a long time to formulate it and one could create curriculum and one could teach it. But now the information required comes so quickly and changes so quickly that there would be no time to teach somebody all about it for that person to decide to teach others, to create the curriculum around it, to codify it into a university um, course and then into degrees and then to confer them. That time is no longer available to us. We're going to take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the alternatives. If you're not going to choose a university education, what would you choose? And how do you know if the university education is good for you or your children or others? And how would you know if it isn't? This is Jillian Music with Nina Price. We'll be right back.
3: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this.
5: Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com radio. Let's go inside the webmasterradio.fm production studio, where the production team is stitching up podcasts to load up into the webmasterradio.fm stitcher
4: channel.
2: Rock on, Laurie, and rock the world with LinkedIn.
4: Welcome to Domain Masters, a show where you learn to be the master of your domain.
3: I want to welcome you to this edition of the SEO Rockstars.
5: Hi, this is Bennett Kelly, and you're listening to the Cyber Law and Business Report.
2: And welcome to CEO Coach.
5: Listen to all of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm podcasts without downloading. Only on the WebmasterRadio.fm Stitcher channel. Just click on the Stitcher
3: banner on our website. Business is changing and new marketing avenues are opening up every day. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show that brings you the innovators and trendsetters taking us to a new age of marketing, media, and social business strategy. Market Edge with Glenn Engler. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with Jillian Musig, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm.
4: We're back. Uh, Nina Price with Jillian Musig, keeping it real. And we're talking about the whole concept of um, not letting schooling get in the way of a good education, which is really the question of the day. I mean, do you really need to have an education or a formal education, do you need to have a degree or a degree program to be an educated person? Um, I, I was recalling that, uh, when I went back to school at midlife and, um uh, went to massage school that I went to a school where you didn't have a formal curriculum where you literally picked the classes you want and you could take as many or as few of them and if you felt like getting nationally certified you could and if you just were going for fun you could do that too and I felt a lot of freedom of course I'd been to school and I'd been to graduate school I was doing this more for fun than anything at that point although it was a vocational education what if you really could determine? And I know a lot of eighteen-year-olds might not have the maturity to know exactly what they need to learn. But what if we really were lifelong learners and we could take classes as we needed to throughout our life and didn't have to de- be hung up about getting a degree? I know. Degrees open doors. I understand all of that, and there has to be some kind of a standard. But now we're seeing more and more professions that are having exams. You know, like the PMP exam for people who um, manage projects, because they found out that there were so many people in industry doing project management. Some were PhDs, and some were, you know, barely um, out of high school or maybe associate degrees, and they were all equally competent. It's just that they had no way of codifying what people knew because there weren't really degrees to teach them that stuff. So what if you could determine, let's say you wanted to be an entrepreneur and you were a young person, you know, what would you really need to learn? And what if you could pick what you thought you needed to learn at any point in time with some mentorship and advising? And I think that's another issue is how much Advising are people getting in colleges? Maybe if you go to a small college, you're getting plenty of uh, mentorship and advising from your advisors. But what if you go to a large university? Are you really getting a lot of personalized feedback and encouragement and and, uh, pointing in the right direction?
2: Makes good sense. Um, I would say, again, that those uh, folks who need a degree would be anybody who needs to get licensed, uh, physicians and engineers and so on. Um, so, yes, that's kind of job training stuff. And then, of course, there's tremendous amount of uh tech kind of, again, job training, all of that makes sense. But the other opportunities should be looked at as well, whether you choose to get the degree or even to look for those who already have one. Maybe some of the things you should be looking for as you consider hiring those first people in, in your uh, entrepreneurship, in your uh, company, would be those who have had good mentors. Those Those who have uh, studied on their own, uh, perhaps uh, absorbing that information online, certainly things like Khan Academy are turning a lot of education systems on their heads. Again, what Sagatra Mitra is talking about, same, uh, school in the cloud. Um, presents uh, an evening of the playing field around educational opportunities. Um, I would look at things that uh, offer paid education. Usually you have to pay for the courses and get yourself some kind of certification at the end, indicating that at least you've either taken the course or perhaps even uh, passed some kind of examination. But I do see more and more companies developing their own questionnaires which essentially become the uh, test by which you decide whether or not the person you're about to hire is qualified to do the job. Uh, It has nothing to do then with age. It has nothing to do with their financial standing, whether they could afford or not afford to go to college. And it has nothing to do with where they grew up. The question is only whether they can do this particular task and job. As I see more companies building this kind of uh, system, it includes a number of things. One would be around um, written stuff, you know, the yes, no kind of answers. What do they know and what don't they? Um, Written things with fill in the answer yourself, write it out. So again, written skills have some value there. Um, But most of it has to do with actual practical work. I know a number of companies who have begun to uh, essentially pay, if you will, for a a single one-off job. They actually have a real job that the company is going to make money on, and they ask the potential employee to do it. It doesn't mean the potential employee is the only one who's going to do it, and they've got it built into their schedules of work, you know, workflow. But if they use the work of that employee, potential employee, they will just pay them as a one-off because it's enough work to say, no, you've got to get paid if you're going to do this kind of thing. It's not a one-hour interview. And if they do it, you know, satisfactorily, They not only get paid that one-off, but they get a job offer. That's one way to do it. The second way would be mentorship or apprenticeship, and that's something that's time-honored. So talk a little bit about apprenticeship in your world, Nina. How did that work? Um, Well,
4: certainly as an acupuncturist, uh, there's plenty of mentorship going on in school, out of school. It used to be, and I think it's still true, you don't have to go to four years of acupuncture school, you can work with a mentor for as many years as it takes to get you ready to pass the exam. And you either pass or you don't pass. Um, But it's, it's the practice of working with patients and really understanding the guts of diagnosis and so on that I think can be done well with a mentor. It can be done in the classroom too. Um, I don't know. I think if I had it to do over, I might not have gone to school. Although I think for me, going to acupuncture school did give me a good network. So it's it's always that network versus tighter relationship with the mentor or getting a tighter mentorship while in school. It's it's just having the maturity to know you need that and to ask for it. I think a lot of younger folks don't always have that.
2: I would agree. Um, I would think that uh, as that relates though to the entrepreneurs listening to the show. The takeaway is to create a process of consistent mentorship within your organization um, as well as creating these tests, if you will, these extended kind of tests. Uh, try things like bringing somebody on board with the understanding that you'll work with us for the first 90 days, if you will, as a temporary position. Uh, you'll get whatever requirements of law there are to uh, to either be an outsource provider or to be a full employee, however it works for you in your locale. I know those Laws change dramatically around the world. However, using somebody that way so that you have this temporary relationship will give you a full 90 days to review how they fit into the organization. And building a solid mentorship um, culture inside your company will ensure that more of those people whom you think, well, yeah, they probably work. We'll give them 90 days, will work out. Uh, if you don't build a mentorship, culture in which you uh, formally assign this person to the next and so on, and they can pass them between each other, So on, then you will not have that kind of success. And these 90-day trials simply become a drain and a time suck on your finances.
4: Well, and then there's that whole issue of interns, you know, paid and unpaid interns. Mm-hmm. You could pay an intern for 90 days and have no um, no requirement to hire rather than hire that
2: would be in the u.s but there are again you know rules and regs that change around the world and i am mindful that we have an international audience too but uh, you folks out there do know how that works and how you would have to structure it all we're saying is do it uh it gives you a nice long time to do that mentorship and it provides you a longer-term ability to understand the value of employees in your space Um, I'd say we take one more break here at CEO Coach. We come back, we're going to kind of wrap up talking about the pros and cons of whether or not current formatted uh, professional universities are really the way to go for yourself, for your kids, and for those startup employees you're just hiring. This is Jillian Music with Nina Price at CEO Coach, keeping it real.
3: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this.
5: I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition.
3: To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis.
5: Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing?
3: Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the Entrepreneur Effect. On demand anytime. Inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on Radio.fm. We're back with Jillian Musig, the CEO coach. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: And we're back with Jillian Music and Nina Price. Keeping it real here at CEO Coach. We're talking about education and formal education. When should you be hiring that and when? And Shouldn't you? Nina, if you're um, looking around at your business uh, sector now and so on, if you were hiring somebody, uh, would you be looking necessarily for a university degree uh, for, I don't know, executive assistance, those kinds of things? Does it also provide an indicator of a level of maturity and independence that one would say, well, gosh, they couldn't quite manage to get through that? Uh, Maybe tenacity is the word I'm looking for. Well, it's tough. I've, you know, I've hired all kinds of people
4: throughout my career, people who had the perfect resume who turned out to be completely incompetent and people who didn't have the perfect resume who turned out to be phenomenal. I remember one time I hired a young woman um, directly out of business school. And I remember one of my colleagues saying to me, why did you hire that person? And uh, it turned out that the woman had been an Indian Airlines pilot before she went to business school. And I knew that Because she was an Indian Airlines pilot, she had the resourcefulness to do the job that I was looking for. I would say, honestly, Jillian, resourcefulness is one of the most key things I look for. Can this person think on their feet? How well do they write? How do they show up on the phone? How well do they just present themselves? Are they on time? Do they look professional? Um, Can they work with my people? My clients, my customers, the people in my ecosystem, if you will. Yeah, the broader culture fit, you're right. And if they can't, I don't care how many degrees they have, I'm not going to hire them. Now, somebody who doesn't have a college degree, I'm going to try and look hard to see if they have the skills I need regardless of lack of education. Mm-hmm. I've seen plenty of young people who were very talented and could do exactly what I needed without the college education.
2: Mm-hmm. I think your daughter is one of those folks. Um, and certainly my youngest son is one of those folks. My youngest son is Evan Fishkin, arguably one of the top dozen search marketers on the planet today. Um, as we say, he grew up under the desk at SEO Moz, right now and known he as Moz. Yes, quite literally. But a uh, story for another time. But he ended up going to college and high school at the same time if you're staying has that opportunity, you look into that real quick, it'll save you a fortune, um, and your students will graduate with a high school diploma and an AA degree at the same time. Whether you choose to go on from there or not, uh, you know, is another question. Um, Your daughter, for example, also said, you know, standard education was constantly a burr in her side, a thorn, and so on, and she could not excel in that space. But subsequently, she's done things like produced a movie, is writing a script. Um, uh, I don't know. Has has taken uh, you know all kinds of other classes and so on, and has become quite capable in all of her own space. Last I heard, she's creating websites as well. So her capacity to learn is unquestionable. The capacity to learn within the classroom environment of traditional. If you will, British education system is also unquestionable. She doesn't do it. Right, so, she uh, hates it. I mean, she, exactly. We
4: offered her the option of going to college, and she said... Absolutely not. I know I can do college, but it's not going to get me where I want to go.
2: Interesting,
4: yes. it would drive me crazy in the process. Some kids really don't do well in the classroom. So how do you teach them? Well, I would say you give them opportunities and you give them education that will work for them. A lot of kids learn by doing and sometimes giving them projects that are useful Mm -hmm. to you or if you're an entrepreneur and need work done, why not hire a young person who has Online skills that maybe you have or don't have. You know, somebody who can do WordPress sites or somebody who can do Photoshop or somebody who can take your videos that you need for your website for marketing purposes uh, could be, that could be a very useful project to give a young person to do just to see how they do it and what they can do. Yeah.
2: Again, in my world, uh, Stephen Spencer, uh, one of the finest uh, search marketers I know as well, um, and uh, the owner of Net Concepts, uh, company which he successfully exited some time ago, uh, did the same with his daughter. Uh, his daughter and my youngest son spoke on the same panel when they were all of I don't know, sixteen or seventeen at SMX West uh, some years ago both of these students uh, had the advantage of parents who could teach them and uh, older siblings in in, uh, Evan's case, of course, that was Rand Fishkin. But um, having those kinds of experiential learning uh, activities was different for each of the students. I don't believe that Stephen Spencer's uh, daughter immediately got into it, although she already had a website about, I don't know, a child's toy and so on and did quite well. Uh, Evan did not have that for the longest time, but, you know, and so he wasn't making an income with his knowledge. But over time, it was advantageous to both of them. So experiential learning, mentorship, uh, certainly understanding that there is a mix and a place for each kind of education, and remembering that you never let uh, schooling get in the way of a good education. Look deeper into the qualities of the people you're about to hire and into your own qualities and say, where am I lacking and how will I fill it? This has been Jillian Music with Nina Price at CEO Coach. We'll be back. Next week, we hope that you'll download these shows through Webmaster Radio or through iTunes. And of course, now you can listen on our mobile platform. Go to facebook.com/slash CEO Coach Podcast. Again, facebook.com/slash CEO Coach Podcast. I hope you'll weigh in and put a like on there so I know you exist. You know, it uh, doesn't mean you love me, but sure means that you've listened in. And Also, enter your questions so that we can run a podcast answering your direct questions at any time. Nina's going to offer an extraordinary thing here. She's going to take 10 people for a full-hour consult on things around their personal issues of building a company, uh, the issues that they might face, understanding their strengths and their weaknesses, and help you out with that. And in exchange, she's hoping again that she will find from you answers to our burning question here at CEO Coach, and that is, what do you need next? What questions can we answer that will help you most? in building your entrepreneurship. So contact Nina. How do they do that? Nina at NinaPrice.com is the easiest way to reach me. Sounds good. Nina at NinaPrice.com. Thanks for taking that on, Nina. We hope you'll get, uh, I don't know, 20, 50 folks uh, getting a hold of you in short order. So folks, do call or or excuse me, do hop into Facebook and certainly contact Nina at NinaPrice.com. She'll answer your questions. And you'll answer our burning question. Till next week, this is Jillian Music at CEO Coach.